Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Black Arcats Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another episode of Titans, season four, episode eight. Dick and Carol and Ted and Corey, written by Tom Paps. I hope that's how you say his last name. Directed once again by Greg Walker. Another good episode. I thought this was great. I thought it was written very well. And that's not always the case. And I thought that the directing was strong. And thus, it gets another banger 10 out of 10 for me. I hope we keep up this uh, this trajectory until episode 12. I think that they have the capability of doing so. And Tom Bass is on the next episode as a writer. And I think that for a lot of the fans of this show it is better to go out on a bang than a bust and as far as i didn't really i don't get into the reading too much of reception of shows nowadays i'll I'll glance especially if i'm scared if they're gonna get another season but it feels as if particularly after the third season a lot more people were into this show And it was becoming far more popular, even with the problems it did have. But I'm guessing that they canceled this show due to the their continuing back and forth with the rights to Batman, even though this is not a Batman show. But I I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes because some people blamed the recent purchase of the cancellation from what I could see. I didn't get too much into the the schematics of it all, but it's like, no, nah, that shit was canceled before I even got here. I'm like, yeah, but it could have been part of the <laughs> package. <laughs> Neither here nor there. I'm glad that at least this show had a chance to try to be something. I think overall, not the most successful franchise, but certainly not the worst. I mean, Think of Batwoman, for Christ's sake, or any of the other shows that I don't watch on CW or DC Network. So there's that. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. We begin the episode with Corey and Dick waking to music. And in matching PJs, and I'm glad that they addressed several times the fact that someone had their hands all over their bodies and changed them. Pervs, whoever those people are. He said, or she said, what the fuck? And he said, where the fuck? She's like, I'm asking you. If my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. Dick is frustrated that they were drugged. And then I was thinking, why drug your enemy instead of just killing them? But I suppose they did choose not to kill Sebastian. So maybe this is both of their way, Mother Mayhem, because they said it was Mother Mayhem and not Sebastian. But I'm guessing, you know, they they don't know who Sebastian is. So they're thinking, yes, her. Uh, Of repaying that debt. And that makes sense to me. You know, you didn't kill your enemy when you had a chance. So I'm not going to kill you. But I will fuck up your life and do other things in which to keep you out of my way. But more so by the fact that he can't remember 
Oh, that's also why he's mad. <laughs> Not just about being drugged he's like did we smash last night or not of course not because i was thinking that's what i was thinking what were you thinking that we didn't corey did also wonder if she got pregnant like is this when we made mari and if they're alone so she goes to investigate in a church sacrilege mayhem thanks her accolades for guarding the horn after remarking about how parenting is hard, even though you did none of the parenting. <laughs> Motherhood, not even parenting. And now shall witness the fruits of their labor. Nervous Sebastian is presented to his new family. So happy all his dreams have now come true and retrieves the horn to a roaring crowd. Mayhem then, is it Mayhem? Yes, yeah, Mother Mayhem. She claims Raven is a heretic and not the daughter of Trigon because sacrilege and opts to have her murdered. Sheriff sees the obvious breadcrumbs of Raven's leading to her location. So when Megan brings her lunch, she's gone. She's kidnapped. It was very easy for her to have been taken over she can summon ravens but she can't use any of her other powers what's up with that while investigating the home that phil's lived in because at first i was like why is he checking out the refrigerator who cares <laughs> dick gets a call from someone calling him ted and asking him to take a shift and being like you're a pal like what the fuck no i'm not taking your shift with Corey figuring out that Ted and Carol is who they're supposed to be living in this home. She's still grossed out by the fact that someone had their hands on her and him and that instead of killing them, someone wants them to play house. She said, I'm not playing. So they decide to find Rachel, though they don't have their RV, but they do have cute matching cars. I see this on policies all the time and I'm like, it's weird. It's weird. Is it not weird? It's weird. But someone told me that they do be actually promoting two for one deals or something like that for couples. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll find out when I'm married. Not. Sebastian is told they have Rachel and can leave. They'll kill her, even though it seems to take them all day to do so. But he wants Sebastian to sever ties with her and kill her himself as she is his last weakness. And instead of hearing out why that is impossible, he takes this as a challenge to his manhood or his culpability for evil and decides to confront Rachel himself. Except Rachel has, what was that on the wall? Compassion, patience, understanding. I've been through this already. So she only just drops truth bombs to him. Like, look, she didn't tell you before you just, even though if you're trying to kill somebody, why would you just, <laughs> I'm going to show you by pricking you. He realizes that he can't hurt her without hurting himself. And that this transformation thing, no one knows but me. And that she hasn't told you what your true purpose is, which is to summon Trigon. And that he is a tool and is being used by his mother just like hers. So that she can be with her baby daddy. Who don't even care about you at all. 
And then once that happens, you will once again be a nobody. I think he actually cares more about me than you. <laughs> Despite his anger at her words, he does heal them both before walking away and joining Mayhem. So they leave, leaving it to Sheriff. He was annoyed at the 96.8 blood though. And I was like, really? That's the name of your, that's the name of your, your radio station? Almost said police station. Everyone in town recognizes them as Ted and Carol, Corey and Dick. So they play along. But here that the local gossip has everyone in town on the lookout to kill the heretic, a.k.a. Rachel, and also celebrate his coming. As a new song comes on, both Dick and Corey lose themselves for a moment until Megan drops down their coffee and slides them a note that we need to talk out back. Except they only know how to communicate using shotguns and thus dick quick. She's like a shotgun in an open van. Why did you not think that they would probably be like, yeah, no, <laughs> this feels like a kidnapping. <laughs> but yeah, after that, they're able to get some fucking answers. They explain Rachel was with them, but left or was taken, clearly taken, and that in two hours they will have been brainwashed by the music playing both are deaf and thus it does not work on them she naturally went deaf megan and jacob he he made himself deaf because he said it ain't nothing else work besides that but they're really good at reading lips and that has kept their secret dick begins to slip away again and he panics but does have an idea and we know Dick reacts to things in which he cannot control the same way as his very messed up daddy, which is why <laughs> he reverts back to a daddy idea. We'll get to that scene in a moment because that was hilarious. Bernard locates Corey's spectrum signature, which is like solar flares when she sleeps. So he and Tim are going to go to Calls Folly, which he also found, which was a mining town that was burned down years ago before Tim gets himself some avocado toast. That's nasty. My aunt was eating some of that and she was eating it like it was good too. So I said, okay, just slide me a piece. Slide me a piece. I'm going to at least try it before I know what my initial thoughts are, but maybe I'm going to be, maybe I'm going to be uh, surprised. Took a bite. And I was like, yeah, I don't, it's exactly what I thought. What the fuck? Y'all and y'all's, y'all shit. That sounds all fancy and nice. And I'm glad that's how you want to live. But I'm going to go ahead and grab this bagel with this strawberry cream cheese and call it a day. The traces lead to an abandoned radio station where they can hear music playing before finding a guy sitting, just sitting there named William saying he is waiting for his dad. It's been a year, Daddy. I really, really miss you. Mommy says you went to the store to get milk. Anyways, I'm failing all my classes, and Mommy hits me very frequently, and she changed my name to Tickle Tipson. Anyways, Daddy, I forgive you for abusing- I will say this Jacob, Megan, William storyline felt a bit shoehorned in, but it didn't bother me. Dick returns with tape recorders and she's like, this is your plan. So look, Bruce was always terrified about losing himself in the battle or a mission with Constantine. So he came up with this trick 
Corey said, we don't need no Bruce tricks right now. This is some pig daddy issues. That bullshit that you fall for every time. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Dick and Corey are not the same though. While that might work for the son of Batman, Corey comes from a different type of light. She is the light to his darkness. And thus, why in the end, it's the opposite that works. But I can understand Dick doing this because it's going to work for him. This is what he's been trained to do. It's what he knows. It's his instinct, as we talked about quite a bit as a revolving theme here. This is what his gut is telling him to do. And he wasn't wrong. Except he thinks the negative, the better. And while she is upset that this is all they have, he's like, look, it may work. Yeah, if you're a psychopath. <laughs> I love how much she is dragging Bruce Wayne as a father and a person. <laughs> like, he is not all together, okay? He's not mentally well, all right? <laughs> You need to let go of that shit so you could be a healthier person. I understand where this is coming from. And upon realizing they're both out of moves and this is all he got and can offer, she concedes to his Hail Mary to appease his anxiety, but gives him the pink recorder because she's petty saying it goes with your outfit, Ted. Thanks, Carol. Aw, the parents are fighting but mainly because they're both worried, concerned, and his only idea right now is something that that unfortunately feels rather far-fetched or something that could work for him, like I said, but not for her. They both start off with their most painful memories, which Corey seeing her grandfather die, which made her want to run away, which is some new news for all of us fans. But then after Gotham and thinking that she lost Dick, she realized that she loved him. Even though she doesn't explicitly say that. Dick thinks about the moment after they finally gave in to their feelings and the space afterward, afterwards that allowed that moment to slip into a mutual partnership instead of a relationship that has been brewing underneath. He pretty much went back to that moment and is like, I should have stayed. I should have told her how I felt. I was that close to telling her how I feel. And because of that missed opportunity, now we're in this co-partnership that should be a relationship. I like the music a lot. And then the hint that someone is being erased with the camera at work. I, that all worked really well, but also the lack of dialogue to convey the emotional weight of that scene was better than having the words. Sometimes less is more. My biggest gripe with Dickory, as you have all known, has been its lack of depth and massaging of the romance in a consistent way over the seasons. But season four set the bar at the beginning that these two people are in love but not yet confronting it. And I think that Dick is still just waiting for the right time. And there is no right time. Whereas Corey is, she's more open and more fluid. And, and, you know, even when she's like, it's the end of the world and I'm not there, she's ready to sacrifice herself. Whereas Dick is, you know, Dick. (laughs) 
When he gets downstairs, Corey is doing housework and that should have been the first sign that something is wrong. <laughs> but once she can't recall Rachel, panic sets in. Temper's the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gonna make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gonna make me act a fool Tam talks to William who has been coming here on and off for the last, I don't know, 10 years, I think he said, since the mining incident due to the fact that he can feel his dad and sister here. And I was like, oh, okay, correlation between Megan and Jacob, but Bernard can't trust his feelings. He needs data, and since they have lost all traces of Starfire, he needs to get back to the lab. Tim wants to stay as he trusts William's feelings, as his mom used to have the same thing called her sun dog. The sun dogs were never wrong. How am I supposed to get back? There's no cell service. Maybe an Uber sun dog will come. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? I think this is a realistic part of their relationship. Tim is young. He's still underdeveloped a bit as a superhero. Whereas Sebastian feels a little bit more, you know, older. <laughs> kind of a little bit more mature as far as, you know, okay, I'm glad you have a feeling. and But at the same time, I don't understand how, okay, you focus on here, I focus here. When I'm done, I'll come back and get you. But it unfortunately was just more like, I'm not leaving. Okay, well, I'm not staying here. <laughs> that was the that was the crux of their argument it really wasn't an argument it was just a difference of opinion and it's okay that we got from even the last episode that Bernard as a person seems solely reliant or his capability is reliant upon his interaction and his tech so when he doesn't and he can't rely on those things he doesn't have the tools he feels are necessary to accomplish the job or to figure out what the next step is. And thus trusting one's instincts isn't something he's, he's in the more scientific <laughs> thought process of doing. Back to Dick, anger issues Grayson. He yells at Carol because he wants Corey back now and wants her to listen to her tape. Which he does. He thinks this is permanent, mind you. So when he plays backer tape and it doesn't do anything but inspire turkey burgers for dinner, he admits he fucked up and she didn't do anything wrong. And he's just about to lose his mind right now. Upon seeing the Ravens, Dick prepares to leave. But when Corey pleads for him to not leave her, he returns the affection she's been giving him all season. I've been seeing all them looks. They have not gone unnoticed and promises he would never leave her. They drive to the church and he, he lies about dropping something in the collection plate and almost gags when Corey says, brother blood be with you. That church fight scene though. Now that 
is more like it. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. And if a nigga get a attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Chandon and I'm all the best weed cause I got it going on. I'm a nice also appreciated Rachel trying to save herself as two officers are sent in to kill her. And she's like, I don't think you should kill the daughter of heretic. I got the mark. I can show you that I'm not lying. And one dude's like, fuck this. This is about my paycheck. I'm not doing it. Other dude's like, you better. I'm going to do it. Then he points his gun at him like, nah, I think we both should just get the fuck out of here. And then he shoots him. And he's like, motherfucker, shoots him back. <laughs> Before Dick comes in to finish off that guy. But Rachel's expression was me like, is this really happening right now? This is amazing. <laughs> she looked at Dick like, took you a while. Where's mom? Jacob rolls up to be like, they, they opened the armory. They're coming for you. So they asked where the radio station is because they're going to go turn this music off. No one's ever came back. I don't know why, because it doesn't seem that fortified. <laughs> but I ain't going to complain. I had my fight of the, of the episode. Despite Bernard walking away, he is the one that returns and not having to be proven wrong. But just upon reflecting that feelings are real and we as humans have kind of learned to trust our instincts because that has helped us to survive. And he realizes that he should trust theirs. And upon that, he realizes if they can feel their friends there, then maybe they are in the same place, just in another dimension. So they are going to try to get a signal through. He even brought back coffee. They drive to the radio station where Corey tells Dick to be careful. And because he can drown into her eyes, he almost succumbs. Rachel had to snap him back to reality, literally. Corey finds his cassette player where he confesses he should have told her how he felt that moment a long time ago and she begins to remember. Dick also needs a flashback to beat up the guards before entering a room where Vinny is connected to tubes of blood that Dick has no beef ripping from him. And we know he inked up in the sauce from his many battles so is not phased by all the blood spatter. <laughs> And he continued to beat the shit out of the machine long after it stopped. My man's dealing with a lot of emotions right now, particularly the fact that his wife might be permanently gone and he he's not okay with that. Jacob is reunited with his family. Rachel is reunited with Tim and Bernard. Dick ain't worried about the horn. He ran to see if Corey was back. And just as this bum ass sheriff, who was the least intimidating factor of this entire storyline, wants to make his final stand, Corey comes to knock his ass unconscious. So you get 
nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Dick Grayson, Corey Anders. So what the fuck happened? I thought I lost you. Well, your recorder trick worked. Told you, painful memories, they work every time. Wasn't the painful ones. Despite no word from Gar or Connor, they at least are optimistic about now going to retrieve the horn. Tim even said, you look good in pink. Never mind that you're covered in blood. In Metropolis, while Sebastian enjoys whatever the fuck he was drinking, Connor sends him a scotch because that's the type of person he just morphed into. It don't even feel realistic. It just feels as if he is trying to be Lex Luthor. And it's so, (laughs) so I put it on your dad's clothes. It's like, come on, guy. But he's there to celebrate their new future. We don't know exactly what his plans are. We just know that it's probably going to go down a dark path and he's no longer going to be a Titan anymore. Then Jason Todd is a Titan, even though, you know, he was part of our team. We still love you, but you cannot roll in the RV. That's most likely where it's going to end or he's going to die. One or the other. He kind of feels like he himself feels like a failed mistake. And considering his consistencies of making said mistakes, that could be poetic. Because I doubt they're getting Superman up in this bitch. Um, and I don't know. I don't think we might get no commander. That would have been nice. Actually, that would be nice at the end. Like after he really fucked up and then she just comes by and be like, okay, yeah, Earth is not for you. <laughs> Actually, I like that better. I like that so much better. Like he turns around at the last minute. We know Connor's going to turn around at the last minute. And Crypto's still with the Titans because he's like, Crypto, you have to remember Crypto's his own person. He's like, nah, you fucking tripping right now. I ain't with you. (laughs) He didn't leave Crypto. Crypto said, I'm staying. (laughs) That is our episode for this week, our two-part premiere. I was supposed to get this out yesterday, but you know, life. If you want to send feedback, once again, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. I apologize on the audio in advance because my daughter changed my settings on my microphone. And I didn't realize until about 15 minutes into recording. So there's that. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling